Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! We're really excited about it. Uh, you know, excited about the competition, excited about getting going, putting our product on the field, and uh, we're, we're, we're looking forward to it. Of course, that is Bears head coach Matt Eberflus talking about his level of confidence when it comes to this team. Now, Lord knows if you ask me, I'm over the moon. But you could say that any year. Any year in August when the, t- the season hasn't started yet, I'm always over the moon. But then somebody comes and grabs me from it. And hopefully I, I can stay in a good place. But I got to admit, man, you know, if you, like any true Bears fan, you've heard so many coaches talk over, the, over your lifetime. And you kind of, you kind of, you know, not, I don't want to poo-poo on Nagy, right? I don't want to poo-poo on But he was kind of a guy that you were like, okay, you know? When you listen to Trestman talk, well, okay. You know, you get guys like that. Eberflus just to me seemed, I said it when, when they were looking for a new coach. I said, you need a real football guy. You need a real football guy running this team. And granted, I wanted someone with some experience to be in the GM position. But I love what Ryan Poles has done. And I love the tone, the poise, and class in which Matt Eberflus speaks. He's very believable. And he says all the right things, which is truth. He just speaks the truth and what's in front of you. He's not trying to give you some mushy middle. He's telling you exactly what he feels. And he also had the opportunity while speaking to Jeff Joniak and WBBMAM to assess the preseason and how he felt the Bears ended up at the very end. I would say we got better. You know, that was the one thing we wanted to do. We wanted to get better. Uh, we wanted to get some real game, uh, in-game reps for our, our units, and I thought that our guys really operated uh, well. They were disciplined. They were aggressive. And I thought as a team, we got better every single week. I agree with that. It's not fluff. Every game I watched, I felt like the Bears got better. They were competing constantly. You can make fun of his hips principles. Not that you did, because you didn't do that. But other people did. But the reality is the guys were playing. You can, you can say what you want about the loafing, you know, loafing calls and calling players out, but it works. Accountability. People were playing hard. And, and with the amount of players and, and talent that polls brought in, there was competition at every position. And you loved seeing that. 
And if you watch those three games, you yourself saw Justin Fields get better every single week. I had zero problem with that. He also talked about what it is that the Chicago Bears do at, when they're on the field. This is always going to be about us. I mean, I know we have, you know, we're going to play these opponents as we go. Um, you know, we got to defend, you know, you know, great players on every squad we're going to play and all that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to us. How do we operate? How do we operate inside of our standards and what we hold ourselves to? And then it's always going to be about that. And then what will happen is byproduct of that will be good things. You know, uh, we'll execute, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll win football games, and, and it's going to be a good product on the field. So that's what we're looking for. Yes. Me too. I want to play on the team too. I want all that. Come coach me over here. Listen to a show of mine, please. Tell me when I'm loafing. Yeah, tell, give us the hits principle on radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm in. We'll watch, get our track shoes on. Watch how much better this show gets once Eberflus gives me a couple pointers. Oh, yeah. Welcome it with open. I'm coachable. <laughs> I'm coachable. <laughs> Ask our guy, Ryan. <laughs> I'm coachable. But it's what he sees. It's how he assesses the team. And they came in trying to evaluate each and every position. And that included the quarterback position. Patrick Finley said it. Who knows if they're going to be in a position to draft a quarterback this upcoming, uh, upcoming draft, depending on the, the amount of wins they have and where they end up landing. But Iberflus seems to be pleased, I would say. That, that's the word, pleased with what he's gotten so far from Justin Fields. Ever since the onset when I got hired all the way through, he's been working his tail off, and, and he's been uh, improving every single day. Uh, he has a real good grasp of the offense now, understanding where he fits into it and uh, what he, how he has to operate and how he's executing. So, And we saw that last game. You know, he's obviously took a real big step in that last uh, preseason game in Cleveland. So we're excited where he is, and uh, this is our first week, so uh, we're looking forward to it. Could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. Fields could have went out there and did the same thing he did last year, and then you could have just been like, oh, man. And you could have been saying, we're looking forward. You could have been watching college football a little bit more intently, asking yourself, who is going to be the future quarterback of the Chicago Bears? And right now, you could care less about any quarterback in college football right now. Because what from what you saw in preseason, specifically that last game in Cleveland, you said to yourself, I ain't worried about that. And not even saying it where you're satisfied with what you saw. It's the progression. It's seeing Justin Fields get better. And that's where you should be happy as a Bears fan. You should take a look at what he's done and say to yourself, this is better than what I saw before, and I hope that by week four, week five, it is better than what I've seen in the preseason. And by the end of the season, you should be ecstatic about future seasons for the Chicago Bears. And not just because of Justin Fields, but Matt Eberflus, Ryan Poles, the foundation that they've laid thus far. Granted, they haven't played a, a game yet, but just from what they've done, it feels good. You, you in your heart, don't think the Bears are going to be competitive. But you like the direction that they're headed in. And that begins for me and you, because that's what you've complained about with the offensive line. But fortunately, they're getting a good guy back. Patrick is coming back, and, and Iberflutes touched on what his presence is and where he could see him playing in this offensive line. Yeah, just uh, how he's how he's moving around, his conditioning level, you know, where he, where he's at. Um, 
you know, he could certainly function at a bunch of different spots for us. So uh, we're looking at all those. And you're wondering, you're saying, oh, but his hand and his, or his, you know, his wrist and, you know, what's that going to look like? Because he does have a cast on. Like, a, like really the same answer, honestly, because that, that would be a Wednesday, Thursday situation. we got to look and see where he is, what he can handle, what he can do, and then go from there. Sure sounds like a guy they're going to try and play, man. Oh, he's going to play. Yeah. He better play. I want to see, see that cast. Put him at guard. That's badass. Yeah, right? Guys that play with casts are badass. I remember JPP when he blew up his hand doing fireworks and his he had claw. a club. <laughs> and you're just like, that's badass. Because you want to know why? It's like you got to the NFL with all 10 fingers and 10 toes, healthy. We know what you can do. And then you're playing at that level with a deficiency, like not, not, and I'm not even talking about JVP, even just even looks back you. You're saying to yourself, damn, you can play at that level with a cast on, like you must be really good. And that to me says a lot, and that's what I'm looking for. And granted, it's a crutch, you can use it as, as an excuse, but the fact that he wants to be in the game, the fact that Matt Eberflus says that he's good enough and is, is able to do so, that stuff makes me feel good about Lucas Patrick because then the cast is going to come off eventually. And now, what you're going to be like, but you can't even wait for that stuff. I wonder if he'll be a captain. I wonder if he'll, he'll be a captain. Because, because Matt Eberflus did touch on the fact that he's going to have an honorary captain each week. But listen to the amount of captains he's going to have. I have not named captains. How will you do that? Will that be a I will make that announcement on Wednesday. Yep. So what, what we're going to do is we'll have four captains, and then we'll have an honorary captain every single week. So I'll name an honorary captain, one honorary captain for that particular week. I wish he would have gave, gave the criteria for the honorary captain. Mm, ooh, yeah, that would have been fun to figure out. Because I think last year, wasn't it, whoever whoever was playing on the team that they were playing was like an honorary captain or something like that? Like, if they were going up against the Lions, then they'd be a former Lion guy or whatever, something like something that. Like that. Something that like, like that. That was like the right reason for a few of them. Some of them were like, if this guy made a play or something like because that. Because if he's talking about honorary captain, like, you know, I don't know, gave from, from 670 to score, I'll come on the field. Oh, you think so? They wouldn't have to ask you too many times, huh? No. Oh, honorary captain? Yeah. Twist your arm, right? Capitan. That's what, they, that's what they'll go ahead and do that. You and Puerto Rican Bobby out there, man. Hey, well, I'll, I'll wave the flag mightily while I'm out there. And speaking of, I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. We are live and local on Labor Day. Talking a little bit of Matt Eberflus. And he also touched on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, that's his strength. And he, I, I love that he's pinpointing Robert Quinn. And I think everyone was surprised because the narrative at the beginning of the season was, or beginning of training camp, was that Quinn wanted out. Didn't want to be here. And from what we've seen so far, couldn't be further from the truth. Puerto Rican Bobby, and the reason I call him that, that's his Twitter handle. Don't, don't, come, at, don't come at my soul. Puerto Rican Bobby, it, you almost felt bad for the guy because you're like, damn, this guy performed well, and he actually wants to be here. He said, I signed a contract to be here. This is where I wanted to be. I heard that if you do well in Chicago, you can live forever. And Iberflus talked about Quinn's presence and greatness. Well, uh, have you ever, you ever felt it, felt it when a guy walks into the room? He's like, "Wow, that guy, that's presence, right?" You know, he has that about him. You know, and, and he doesn't have to say a lot. He just walks in the room, and people respect him for what he's done, his accomplishments, uh, the careers he, he's had in the NFL, and what he's done for the Bears. You know, so I think that is, uh, you know, gives him his credence right there when he walks into the room. Gives him his credence, dude. Hey, he, when you see Robert Quinn, you know he's a nasty, nasty man on the field. Like, you don't even have to watch him play. You could just see him and you're like, ooh, 
I would not want to be lined up on the other side of that guy. He looks like a dog. And you want to know why? You know, Corey Wooten and I, we do the Bears post game, and we have for years. It's like our fifth year doing this together. Also did Bears Unleashed. So I know what a defensive lineman looks like. That's my best. That's one of my really good friends. So I know what a defensive lineman looks like. And Corey is a fun guy. Got a good smile, lighthearted. He's a cool dude, jokester. Robert Quinn ain't that dude. Robert Quinn, like, would probably, like, just mutter a few words to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, he does, he's, not about, he's all about business. And I love seeing that. And I can't wait till he goes up against Lance Lynn because I, I'm going to go ahead and predict a, a sack, a sack and a half. Because a sack's not, that's not, that's not sexy. That's not a sexy prediction right now. Okay, sack and a half? Sack and a half. But, but Matt Eberflus talked about face, facing Trey Lance. Yeah, it's you're projecting a little bit. You have to project of, of how they're going to use the young man and, and where they're going to use him in their offense. You know, we certainly have a, an idea of what this offense looks like, um, but uh, you know how they're going to use him, no one really knows. So you got to really, you know, use your rules and you know have your calls and, and make sure you're sound in what you're doing. Don't go to Robert Quinn's side. I'll tell you that if you're trying to scramble outside the pocket, because that's what I'm looking forward to: Robert Quinn chasing down Trey Lance and taking him down for the sack. Should be a good one. But you know what? Sometimes, despite how good you are, you need to kind of understand what's been before you. And I love the fact that Eberflus brought in some guys to talk to the team, specifically Peanut Tillman and Israel Donajay. Yeah, I, I think really it's more about a personal relationship with the guys, you know, like Charles Tillman, you know, uh, Israel, uh, bringing guys in, having them talk to those guys. Um, and then yeah, I think it's really important for, you know, the history to be known. Um, you know, for the guys. And obviously, you know, you, you know, I, I think the Tribune put out a, a great book, the 100-year book. That, you know, that's an excellent book uh, in terms of the history. Uh, you read through that. I was just reading through that this uh, this weekend, you know, just checking out the history of it and going way back to 1920. So um, I just tried to impart the wisdom uh, of the franchise and the, the historic, uh, you know, iconic franchise to the guys. And uh, they appreciate that. Of course they do. Some legendary guys you're talking about. Right? Izzy's just a good guy to begin with. But Tina, Pina Tillman, I mean, jeez. Jeez. I mean, come on. All right. Well, we're going to continue to talk about the Chicago Bears and specifically, you know, the matchups for week one. Of course, I'm talking about guys like Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitch, Trey Lance, like Kittle. I want, I want to see how those guys are going to match up against the Chicago Bears. And, and to, to find out what that looks like, we're going to talk to Josh Schrock from NBC Sports Chicago, someone I'm a huge fan of. I can't wait for you guys to hear from him as well. We'll do that on the other side. Again, it's Gabe Ramirez, live and local on Labor Day, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Gabe. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ramirez on 670 The School. Uh, yeah, I'm tired of, you know, the three, four plays that we get to run uh, every preseason. I mean, the preseason games that we ran. So I'm ready to open this thing up and... uh get it rolling, and uh, get, get everybody off our backs and uh, let them know that we're coming. You feel like you got some surprises for people? Uh, I mean, everybody's, you know, down on us, so uh, I guess we will be a surprise. It's Darnell Mooney talking to Mark Grody, one of my favorites. He says he wants to open up the playbook, but, man, man if those three or four plays are working, just do them to death. <laughs> if it works in Madden, right? Or for the Patriots. I mean, I, I'd do it too. I mean, geez. <laughs> for the Patriots. I have zero problem with that whatsoever as long as it's working. But you know what? Uh, we'll have an opportunity to see what this offense looks like under Matt Eberflus uh, in just a few days. And to talk to us a little bit about these Chicago Bears joining us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book from NBC, NBC Sports Chicago. We got Josh Schrock joining us. Josh, what's up? Hey, guys. How we doing? Good. I hope that my producer, Sean, told you that I was a big fan, and that's why I wanted you on the show. Did he do that? <laughs> he, he did. He okay. did. I made sure. I said, dude, put that in the text. Let him know I'm a fan. I said, and hopefully that'll sway him on Labor Day because nobody yeah. wants to work on Labor Day. <laughs> Except, hey, we're, wait, we're always working. It's football season. Clearly, I see all the, all the stuff you're putting out today. Um, specifically, which is the one I wanted to talk about first, is the matchup. Uh, versus Debo that you were talking about with Jalen Johnson. I mean, mm-hmm. ah, Debo's so good, but I also love Jalen. Who do you think has the advantage in that matchup? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's going to depend uh, if the Bears do elect to move Jalen around or keep him keep him at one side. Jalen said he wants to follow Debo. I mean, we know the 49ers are going to have Debo go everywhere outside slot in the backfield. Um, but when they're matched up one-on-one, I think, like Jalen alluded to, it really comes down to just stopping him once he catches the ball, because Dio's going to get, he's going to catch the ball, but the yak is where he really thrives. I mean, last year, six catches for a buck 71. 
um, against the Bears that that can't happen. So Jalen knows that. So I think um, if they can if they can maybe just limit the yak, um, that that'll go a long way. Josh, it was that one that was a heartbreaker. That's the one that we're all talking <laughs> about right now. We all yeah. we all saw it. We cannot let that happen, and then we'll be <laughs> exactly. all, we'll be all right. Um, let's stick with the DBs and that that position group to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about the addition of Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker? to this, what I felt was a, a lackluster backfield or DB field. Yeah. I mean, to be kind, it was probably one of the worst secondaries in football last season. And I think the bears did a really good job of, of upgrading it with, with young talent. I think Jaquan Brisker, uh, I think he can be a star as long as he stays healthy. That guy is all gas, no breaks. He's hitting yeah. everything. He's always around the football. So as long as he can stay on the field, I think, I think he has, he has the makings of an all pro safety and Kyler Gordon's, He's, he's special. I mean, he's got special coverage ability uh, just to be able to, to learn the nickel and the outside corner spot in his first off season as a rookie is, is really impressive. And I mean, he'll get tested early corners always struggle early in the NFL, right? It's always a learning curve and teams will throw a lot at him, especially if he's going to be in the nickel. Um, but I, I think I'm really bullish on, on both those guys. And I think the bears have done a tremendous job turning that secondary from a weakness into what I think is probably a team strength. It's definitely an upgrade. I mean, and it's, it's cool to see, them being able to push Eddie Jackson too. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Eddie Jackson. I I mean, obviously he's had his blunders, but I think overall he's someone that I would want on my team. And, you know, being Mm -hmm. paired up with some of these other guys, it really does make for an interesting season and trying to figure out what these guys are going to look like, you know, if they can stay healthy. So that's going to be something that we have to watch. And, and, you know, staying on the the defensive side of the ball, I mean, obviously with this this defense that Allen Williams is running – this cover two obviously is predicated on getting pressure on the quarterback. And we know what yep. Robert Quinn can do, but I think for me, it, it, it's questioning the, the linebacking group. And, you know, are they going to be blitzing a lot? Can they get to the quarterback? Do you feel as though, you know, this group, including Roquan Smith, is going to be good enough to, to, to have the cover two work at its most optimal level? You know, I think it's going to come down to Justin Jones and the other edge rushers not named Robert Quinn because we know that, I mean, the Colts were – other than the Bears, they blitzed the least out of any NFL team in the last four seasons. So we know Matt Eberflus and Al Williams don't they don't want to blitz. So if Justin Jones at that three technique can collapse the pocket and pressure get pressure from inside, it's gonna make Robert Quinn, Al Qadim Muhammad, Travis Gibson's job that much easier. And then they can just let Roquan and Nick Morrow fly to the football and just play off instincts, which is how they wanna play and not have to blitz too much. So I think it's just gonna come down to uh, how good Justin Jones is, and the Bears are really bullish on on what he's on what they see from him this off season. So, um, you know, we'll see. But I'm I'm actually kind of uh, I've been weirdly oddly impressed with the front seven. I I didn't think um, I was going to be this impressed with them early on. Sounds like you're a homer like me, Josh, and we're just impressed. Yeah. We're just impressed yeah. no matter what. We're like, I love these guys. Yeah, man. Hey, hey they play football. Looks good. <laughs> they, got, they got a blue jersey on. They got a C on the helmet. I love these guys. I don't know who they yeah. are, but yeah, it's great. Uh, Josh, <laughs> let, let, let's stick with this first game, though, because, you know, being, mm-hmm. speaking of being bullish on the team uh, itself, yeah. I, I'm, I'm bullish on game one. I, I know it could be my homer heart pounding, and I've been saying it to, you know, to, to, to anyone that would listen. You know, I'm not, <laughs> not big on Trey Lance, but I, I genuinely yeah. feel like the Bears, like, don't even take the point. Right, I really feel like the Bears can win this game. Do you feel that mm-hmm. same way, or do you think you know if you were a gambling man that taking the points is the way to go in Week One? I mean, I don't know if they can win. I do think if there's a time to get the 49ers, this is the time. Mm. I think I think Trey Lance is probably not still not going to have the entire playbook at his disposal. Um, he's had some accuracy issues in camp. Their interior offensive line has has some issues. I mean, they saw Alex Mack retire. They lost Lake Tomlinson. They've got a rookie rookie at one of the guard spots, a second-round pick from last year at the other guard spot. So they're, they're still trying to figure things out. So 
Um, and every every year in week one, there's one or two, you know, one or two games where it's like you look back three months later, you're like, man, how did that yeah. team that went six and eleven beat a playoff team? And that, I mean, look, that that can be this if they can turn Trey Lance over a couple times, and we know this defense is predicated on takeaways. If they can force him into a couple mistakes, it's I mean, it's certainly winnable. I agree, and and I think it's interesting what you said about the playbook and Trey Lance having it all under control. Because you know you're talking about on the other side of the ball, Justin Fields, you know mm-hmm. what is you know obviously first year with Luke Getzey, and, and obviously he's going to have some you know some some issues as well. What what should our expectations of Justin Fields be for this upcoming season? Um, I would preach patience, but I think the expectation should be high. I I really like this offense for for Justin what he wants to do. I think it's it's great that Luke Getze is kind of clearly tailored an offense to who his quarterback is, which is a rare athlete who wants to attack downfield. And we know Justin has to work on the pocket presence. He has to work on getting better at winning from the pocket. But as you work on that to, to have a system that allows him to get out of pocket, out on the edge, cuts the field in half and, and sets up easy throws at different levels. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's great. I think the mix of Justin Fields' skill set and Luke Getze's scheme um, can can be really nice. I think it's going to take time for the offense to click. So if there are struggles, you know, for the first month, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think by the end of the season, uh, I think you might look back and see that Justin had a breakout season. We're talking to Josh Schrock from NBC Sports Chicago. He's their Bears insider. I'm Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. I have high hopes for him, too. I mean, for me, it's just about being a little bit better than last year. I don't need you to take some phenomenal leap or some something that's going to make me, you know, put you into an all-pro conversation. I just need you to be a little bit better, a better with your decisions, quicker with your, with, your, with your throws, you know, get out of the pocket if you need to faster, you know, take that yep. sack, don't have that turnover. I mean, those, those small things, and if you could do that, I feel like the Bears can be in a good position to, to again, what I've been saying is win some games you shouldn't, and lose some games you shouldn't. But ultimately, you know, be in that place where you were last year, right in that six to five to eight range when it comes to win totals. What's what's your take on win totals this year, Josh? Yeah, I think that's right. I think I mean the schedule is is really soft. And I know it's it's really easy to look at the schedule and say, like, oh man, you got the Texans and the Falcons and the Lions twice and the Jets and the Giants, you know, we'll win all those games. That never happens in the NFL. <laughs> um, but you also, yeah, but you also aren't going to, you aren't going to lose all the games you're supposed to lose probably either. Right. So I think, I think six and 11 is, is probably the, is probably the right mark. And as long as the bears leave the season with clarity at quarterback and head coach, if they leave the season, like Justin's the guy and we like what Matty Rufus did and the guys really bought into the hits principle and and now you have a hundred million dollars in, in cap i think you're in a good spot yeah i agree i mean i'm, I'm right there with you with win totals I've, I've hovered at six i've even gone up as high as eight or excuse me i hovered at seven i've even gone up as high as eight i just i don't know i just I, I'm, I'm a homer i get it i get it but i do think that fields looks good i think i think he's he looked like a guy josh that was confident in his abilities a guy that mm-hmm. felt like he hey this is my offense I'm running it. This is my team. And he even said it in, in training camp where he's like, hey, last year, you know, I wasn't the guy from the beginning. He's like, so that was, yep. you know, tough for me. I didn't I didn't get, you know, reps with the ones from from day one. And he's been given that opportunity now where he is that guy. And, and some of the weapons that he has, I think, are, are good enough. Right. I mean, we've seen quarterback play in the NFL where if you can be a good game manager, if you can mm-hmm. allow your defense to keep you in the game and, you know, have that last drive to put up some points. We've seen fields be able to do just that. So that's what I'm looking forward to with this team. And I'm also looking forward to the wide receiver play. I mean, I love Darnell Mooney. 
But what what can you tell me about Velas Jones Jr. Because I, I feel like somehow, so, like maybe it's just, again my homer heart pounding, but somehow, some way, I feel like Velas is going to be surprising us. And we saw what his talent has, has looked like, you know, in, in the return game. But what what can you say and what what he can bring for this to the squad uh, as a wide receiver? I mean, it's just he 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 just brings something that they really don't have a lot of, which is which is game breaking speed. I don't know how they're going to use him. He's been he's been out of practice for a while. He returned today. Um, I think he's probably going to be in some sort of Swiss Army knife gadget role probably initially, you know, they get him some sweeps and screens, just try to get the ball in his hands and, and see if he can make someone miss and turn, you know, whatever, five yards into 12, which is something that this team needs. I mean, other than Mooney, you really don't have a guy who's a big play threat. So um, I, I don't think the route running is there right now with Bayless. So I think this season is really just going to be about try to manufacture touches and see if you can, you know, break a play or two here and there. Yeah, and I think you said it a second ago, Josh. You said it's about finding guys that are going to be on this team when the Bears are winning. And if he can yep. then be that, then you hit a home run, right? It doesn't necessarily need to, to, to contribute at such a high level in year one, but year two, year three, if he can be a dependable, you know, third wide receiver, someone that can step in in, in, in the event of an injury, I mean, that's what you would want from Velas Jones Jr. We're talking to Josh Schrock from NBC Sports Chicago here on Labor Day. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670, the score. The Bears were active on the waiver wire um, mm-hmm. at the end of training camp, and a guy, that, a name that stood out for me, obviously Alex Leatherwood, even before yep. the Bears picked him up, Josh, I was looking at his tape because I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, they just let him go. I was like, and obviously, you know, <laughs> offensive line, that's something that the Bears, you know, need help in. And, I, I, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you wondered, and then I said to myself, they better not claim him. They better just sign him because he's going to pass through the waiver wire. I was like, nobody's going to grab him. Yep. And then sure enough, I wake up in the morning and it's like, nope, Bears gave him the money, ended up snatching him. What did you think of the move? And what do you think, not, not what do you think, but can he be a guy that can contribute or is he going to be what we've seen in that, the, these highlight tapes over the last year, which is a, a pretty much a pushover? Literally. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, first of all, I think it's, the it's the exact move a team like the Bears should be making, right? It's a bet on talent. It's a bet on pedigree that, okay, you know what? Hey, it didn't work out. It's like Nikhil Harry. It didn't work out in one place. The talent's there. Let's just see if we can make something of you. And I think from with Alex Leatherwood, it's, you know, you look at a first-round pick. He really wasn't a first-round talent. He's a second-round talent. The Raiders overdrafted. And the Bears really like, you know, the physicality. They like the size. Um, and Chris Morgan's one of the best offensive line coaches in football. You've seen what he's done with Tevin Jenkins already, taking him from, from tackle to guard. Um, it's going to be a process, I think, to rebuild Alex Leatherwood. He needs some help in pass pro. But the intelligence is there. The, phys- the physical skills are there. So it's a good bet. And I think the Bears, the reason they claimed him was it's not that much money. And now they have the fifth-year option. If it does pan out, you get him for an extra year. And, you know, I mean, there's – who knows if it'll happen, right? But there's a world where – they rebuild Alex Leatherwood, Kevin Jenkins pans out, and Braxton Jones is good, and all of a sudden you have four starting offensive linemen on rookie contracts. Yeah, yeah. The world, and, now you can, and now you can rebuild otherwise. The world where that lives in is my dreams, Josh. That's exactly <laughs> yeah, right. where that lives at, and I, I'm hoping <laughs> that dream becomes a reality. Um, talk to me about some of the guys. I mean, obviously, you know, we're all going to be watching intently on Sunday. Who are some of the guys that maybe are not being talked about that you feel like can have an impact on this Sunday's game? Man, not talked about is I'm 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 gonna or look at that, or even that are talked about, Josh. Maybe somebody that we yeah. haven't talked about this moment, but somebody that some guys that you're really high on. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 high on just what David Montgomery can do in this scheme to start with. I think David is a is a physical runner, and I think this wide zone scheme, you know, it's really 
it can really be good for David, who's who's really good at the one cut and go kind of deal and, and stick his shoulder in someone. And he's on the contract here, right? So I think uh, I I think David can have a big year in the system, uh, and he's going to be really important. The Bears are going to run the ball a ton, especially to start the year out as they try to work work the passing game out. And then Equinemius St. Brown, um, Justin's really developed good chemistry with him. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he he knows. Lugetsy system. He doesn't make the simple mistakes that that other guys do. He's not running wrong routes. He's not cutting routes off early, and he's a big body guy who Justin trusts. So I think those two are guys to watch. And then Cole Komet. I mean, the guy has all the talent, and this is a, this is a scheme that that can be good for tight ends, right? You're going to see a lot of tight end screens, tight end leaks. They're going to send Cole to seams, and I think the work that Cole and Justin have done in the offseason to build the chemistry they didn't get to build last year when Justin wasn't working with the ones. Um, can be showcased. So those are three guys that I would I would look for. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I look at Cole Komet. My fantasy football draft is tomorrow. <laughs> Hopefully, none of my guys are listening right now because I'm in. I mean, he's he, he's gonna yeah. go high on my board. People are gonna be like, "Reach." We always say "reach" when we don't agree with a pick. Reach, yeah. and I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I understand." But I but I believe it. I mean, listen, there's no Jimmy Graham there, and like you said, mm-hmm. he's getting reps with the one. Justin Fields is getting reps with the one ones. I think he likes Cole Komet. I think there's just like a you know like a, like hey, I like this guy, you know, and he and. I I think that Justin Fields is the kind of guy where if he likes you, he wants to see you shine. He has zero problem throwing you the ball so that that way, like kind of like Tom Brady when he's trying to get some of his guys those bonuses, you know. I feel like (laughs) Justin Fields is that kind of a guy. So I wholeheartedly agree in Cole Komet and and, and especially David Montgomery. I've always been big on him. I think he's an awesome guy. I think he's a a phenomenal football player. So you're definitely speaking my language right now. (laughs) Somebody else that I really like that it's super unfortunate that he's on the IR right now is Nikhil Harry. Did, did yeah. you did you have high expectations for him on this squad, or did you kind of put him in the same group as Alex Leatherwood, where he's a guy that you know he's he's a project and someone that potentially could contribute in the future? Yeah, I wasn't super high on on okay. Nikhil just because I you know it's one of those things where I think it depends where you come from, and I think if the Patriots can't really make something of you for three seasons. It kind of raises a red flag, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, he's, he's a, he's a great run blocker. So he definitely would have played. I mean, and there were, there were moments early in training camp where you, you saw, you saw the hands, he made a couple of nice catches over the middle and you could kind of see like, okay, well, there's the talent. So, um, it, it wouldn't have been a Leatherwood situation where like with Alex Leatherwood, I'm, there's a chance he might not play this year. Right. right. Uh, with Nikhil, he was going to play and he will play, I'm sure when he gets back, but I, I wouldn't hold out high hopes for like a massive breakout season. Yeah. I was sitting at a bar, Woody's flat over there in Old Town, and I'm talking mm-hmm. to my guy about Nikhil Harry, and we're just, you know, having a chat. And then the bartender is like, he starts just, I almost cursed, he starts crapping on him because he, <laughs> he's from Boston. He's like, oh, Nikhil, you guys can have him. And I literally just sat there and asked him. I said, what was the deal? Like, like what happened? Why, why yeah. didn't he pan out? And he said it best. He's like, listen, Nikhil wanted to be the man, and there's no such thing in Bill Belichick's offense. And, and, and I, <laughs> I loved hearing that because then it was like, okay, we need someone to be the man here in Chicago. And if you want to be that, then so be it. And then two weeks, two weeks later, he ended up getting injured. So that, that sure. was a tough one. Uh, Josh, yeah. dude, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate you doing that on the Labor Day and really shedding some knowledge and shedding some, excuse me, sharing some knowledge about this, this Chicago Bears team. I appreciate you, man. Hey, sure, man. Anytime. Josh Schrock from NBC Sports joining us right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Oh man, what a quick! This has been such a quick show. I feel like usually my, my usually my three hour shows are you know it's a labor of love, but today on Labor Day I feel like it's just been flying by. So you know what? As a result, we're gonna have some fun 
on the last segment of the show. If you listen to my show, I call it Twitter Time. We take a a tour around the world, not only of sports, but pop culture. And guess what? My producer, Sean Spears, has made his way into Twitter Time. He has no idea why, but I'll let you guys know in just a second. He made a fool of himself. We'll do that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez live and local on Labor Day right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Well, what do you know? I got an admirer. You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. All those idiots on Twitter. It's Twitter time with Gabe Ramirez. I only want to know one thing. Can you cuss on Twitter? I give a rat's ass about Twitter. To be brutally honest, I'm not a Twitter guy. Let's scroll through some tweets. Chirp, chirp. Ah, yes. My favorite time of the show. It's when I get to put my pop culture knowledge on the radio. Because you know what? Look, it's, it's cool. We're talking about sports. I get it. We got to have some fun here, though, too, you know? So this is where I come in. Uh, chirp, chirp. Oh, we're going to start it already. All right, first one. This one's from Nick Shipkowski. He said, pick one. Jerry Rice or Randy Moss? Who'd you pick? I, I'm. A, this is when you talk about, like, generational stuff, right? Like, right. I'm a Randy Moss dude. I'm, I'm old, but I ain't that old. Like, I'm not Jerry Rice old, you know? But everybody that's Jerry Rice old is saying Jerry Rice right now. But I just remember a time... Uh, uh, for like a few years where all you had to do was just throw the ball up in the air. It didn't matter. Like, it could be 10 guy. It could be a whole damn defense. Randy Moss is coming down with that thing. He he literally turned himself into a verb. You got Moss. Like, that's, like come on. You know what I mean? So, I, 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 I would say Randy Moss. I know Jerry Rice is awesome and, like, you know, one of the greatest receivers ever. But it's, it's going to be hard for you to convince me that it's not Randy Moss. Who did you say in that thing? I said Randy Moss, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you're, you're young, so I get, I get to say I'm, I'm in the same generation I, I, as you. That's cool. Yeah, I, same same reason you picked. You know, Moss, I remember that dude on the Patriots was nuts. I remember that Thanksgiving game with the Vikings. Sick. Like four catches, three touchdowns, something L- like that. Listen, nuts. if you're a Bears fan, you cool. had your heart broken by Randy Moss many a time, so it makes sense that that was going on. Except Tillman right got there. him that one time. Tillman got him that one time. That, exactly. That one time. Sure, uh, sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one is from... Disney Pinocchio, star light, star bright, from the legendary director Robert Zemeckis. Pinocchio is all new and streaming on Disney Plus this Thursday. Hmm. Speaking of older generations, did you ever get? Did you ever watch Pinocchio? Like, are they going to put a twist on it, or is this going to be the same thing? Like, I've gone, I've gone to the windows at Marshall Fields, well now Macy's, but I've gone to those windows. I've seen the story already. Like, is, what, what, are you gonna? How are you gonna? It's not like you got Will Smith doing a live animation version of it. You know I, what I mean? Like you did. It'd be amazing if they did. Aladdin, but this is something different. I don't know. Pinocchio just doesn't doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. Tell the truth and then just keep it moving. That's kind of how I felt too. I don't. Yeah. It's yeah. just not my thing right there. But you know sure, what? Sure. I have two kids, so I will be watching it regardless. Uh, this one is from at New York Knicks latest leaked NBA 2K ratings. Derrick Rose. Whenever I get a chance to talk about D Rose, I'm gonna do it. Guess what his rating is? Guess, just take a wild guess. I'm gonna guess 81. That's a pretty damn good guess. 81 exactly. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I honestly, I didn't know that. That's pretty good. Yeah. 80, 81. You know, you, I know, in your mind, so you were like, he should be lower, but it's D Rose. You got to give him some respect, but he's not a 90 guy. But you got to give him like an 81. Yeah. 81. I think that's pretty good. You know, the the, the lifelong argument was D Rose versus Russell Westbrook, and yeah. for me, it's about when you try to make that argument, it's about you have to you have to select both of them in their prime. And you can't say that 
Well, you can, but you'd be wrong if you said that Russell Westbrook Prime was better than D. Rose Prime. You just can't. Get out of here. Yeah, of course not. Now, the bo- the entire body of work, you would say, without question, it's Russell Westbrook. Yeah, which two careers would you rather have? Probably Westbrook. No, no, no. I still want to be an MVP, and I still want to play for the Chicago Bulls. That's true. That's true. Okay, but I take it back. I take the it back. casual NBA fan would say that Russell Westbrook has had a better career. So then I'd say, okay, and I'd agree with that. But D. Rose, man, love that guy. If He's I, from Chicago. You know. What, shout out to him. All right. Next up, uh, let's sure. do this one. Uh, this one from uh, at C underscore Adam Ski Trib. Chris Adamski. It's, it, he says, it's official. Trubisky QB1. Rudolph QB2. Pickett QB3. You know, there was a bet on the app that I used that was uh, asking would, how many games would Mitch start this year? Would it be more than Pickens? I should have put money on it because I was like, dude, it's Trubisky. Of course he's going to start these. First of all, he's going to start the season. It's just a matter of, you know, he's going to make a ton of mental mistakes and not stay in that position for long. But I just can't imagine that with a Mike Tomlin-led team that they're just going to tank and allow themselves not to be competitive. If they were competitive with with Rudolph under center, they're going to be equally as competitive, if not even more so competitive with Trubisky there. Yeah. What do you you think about that one? I, I, you know, I figured he'd start. I you still love get, the guy or what? I don't hate it, Mitch. Okay. I, I don't think he's, like, a great quarterback. But I think, sure. like, on a team like Pittsburgh especially, like, like you said with him. Tomlin, that's a great Hand fit. Hand the ball off to Najee Harris. Oh, yeah. Get the ball out there. I mean, it's, it's, Throw it's, it's, it to that giant tight end that has, like, a very classic Pittsburgh name, Federal yeah. Stein or something yeah, or whatever. That's good. You'll be, you'll be all right. Mitch Trubisky, I'll be watching sure, you. Sure. I won't draft you, but I'll be, I'll be watching <laughs> yeah. you. This one from Tom Rattan at Tratan21. Says Jordan and Pippen back together. Ooh, wait, I know this story. Larsa Pippen hanging out in Miami with Michael Jordan's son Marcus. It's an MJ. Yo, what the hell? Dude, how weird is that? Okay, right? first of all, this is where I, this is where my 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 background in B96 comes in here. Larsa Pippen loves young dudes. Smashed future the rapper. Right. Right. She's, ben Simmons or something, right? Likes likes the young guys. Hey, I don't mind cougars. They're cool. Hey, if I was single, I'd probably be cooging it up. But what the hell are you thinking going out with Marcus Jordan? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this was just like a casual, like, I, I saw you grow up. I, you know, not like a grooming thing, right? I, th- I hope it's just Scottie Pippen's ex-wife just, I don't know. Hopefully they're talking about business. Maybe, he, maybe, maybe Marcus got her some exclusive Jordans. I just hope they're not smashing. You think, you think MJ takes that one personally? <laughs> and I took that person. I hope not, man. Damn. Chirp, chirp. That's a tough one. Uh, this one from the Daily Star. Today would have been rock legend Freddie Mercury's 76th birthday. Oh. Did you see the movie Queen? I did. With Rami Malek? Yeah. Phenomenal job. Yeah, great. And and I think... He's singing that, too. Did, did he? Yeah. Some of it. Not all. Oh, okay. Some okay. of it's Freddie, Freddie's right. voice, but... I, first of all, Freddie Mercury has an incredible voice. Mm-hmm. Queen doesn't get... Even though they're, they're, they're widely recognized as one of the greatest bands ever, even then I still think that they're not given as much credit as they should. Because if you just go on your Spotify or Apple Music or whatever and just put in Queen just to listen to a lot of their songs, you know more of their songs than you actually even think you know. And that's the cool thing about Queen. Shout out to my uncle who played them for me when I was a young kid. I see a little silver. I like I like Queen. That's the only reason I had to do that one there. But shout out for America. That's a great way to put it, though. They do have a lot of songs you don't realize. Yeah. Right? Like, like Fat Bottom Girl. Like, shout out to that song right there. Like, I like Big Booty Girls. My wife, shout out to her. So, like, But I love that song because... He was doing what hip hoppers were doing, but like back in the day, you know right, what I'm saying? Like right. Fat Bottom Girl, why is Jay Z not remixed that? Anyway, play me the chirp chirp again. I like chirp, this. Chirp. All right. Uh, 
This from NFL uh, Rums. It says, Commanders feel they've found the missing piece in quarterback Carson Wentz. Is that a joke? Uh, Is that a joke? Uh, what's the missing piece? The, the, a quarterback, because yeah, it seems you, like they can't <laughs> keep one under center without getting hurt all the time. Chirp, uh, chirp. All right, got two more here. This one from Chicago Sports Updates. You know, I always got to put Daniel Greenberg in there, one of my guys. Chicago White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson wearing a Justin Fields jersey as they were making that road trip out to uh, Seattle today. I love that. They're guys. They, they get it. Two young guys in the city of right. Chicago, kind of like the face of their respective franchise. So I love the fact that he showed a little love to Justin Fields right there. All right, hit me with the last one. Chirp, uh, chirp. This one from our guy Sean Sears. I don't know who the hell that guy is. Sounds like a really handsome guy. <laughs> Let me tell you, he's not. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could say I'm sore from playing hoops, but the boys are going for a run. But rolling skates is manly too, right? My hips, ankles, and back all are killing me. Of course, Sean Sears, my producer extraordinaire today. Dude, first of all, I saw the picture of you roller skating. Pop up. <laughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> but but why were you roller skating in the first place? It was, at a rink. You weren't even like on the streets. You were at a rink. No, no. It was, it was, some, it was my buddy's 30th birthday. Oh, I guess okay, he grew up on roller skating. Okay. I did not know. Apparently, like roller rinks and stuff, like oh, a big yeah. deal in this outside. There's a nice one right here on, this, uh, on the west side by, in Garfield Park, right in the city. But yeah, I mean, roller rinks, people are out there. Dude, like, I mean, like, I'm used to people bringing bowling balls. Like, everyone brought their own skates but me. Like, I, that's why I look like an idiot. I fell <laughs> immediately as I got onto the thing. No, 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 no. The idiots are the ones that brought their own roller skates. You're cool, my friend, because you had to rent them, and you don't keep them in your house. All right, that was Twitter time. Fantastic job, Sean. I think that was absolutely great. All right, hit me the music so I can go ahead and thank the people that are here right now. I uh, would like to thank my guests for today, Patrick Finley from the Sun-Times, as well as Lamont Pope from the very same uh, periodical. want to thank Nick Shipkowski, man. Love talking to Nick about some college football. Can't wait to get him on my show on BetQL, BetQLU. And, of course, Josh Schrock. What a great chat we had about the Chicago Bears. Loved having him on. Want to thank my producer, Sean Spears, for getting all the audio that was needed today. Did a great job bouncing back. <laughs> Something like that. What's next on, on, on the score? We got CBS Radio for a little bit, so we'll go lo- uh, national and then uh, I think overnight here. Love like, it. Uh, replays. Make sure you guys are doing that. I'll be back on the score uh, this evening. Check me out Thursday, Friday. In the meantime, between time, mi gente, hasta la próxima. For Gabe Ramirez, I was live and local, like I like to do on Labor Day, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.